Pastor Jim was talking about, and we were talking about doors being opened. And you're hearing a lot about doors being opened. But you know, I really believe the door that God wants to open is the door of utterance into the hearts of the church. Yeah? Revelation knowledge to come forth that he would, um, and Paul prayed, he prayed, he asked for prayer to unlock mysteries. Paul's commission was to to reveal Christ within, the the Lord of glory on the inside of us. Christ within, the hope of glory. Yeah? That was what he was commissioned to do. And Paul's saying, Paul said, "I, I, I ask for prayer. Pray for me that God would enable me or give me the revelation to unlock mysteries. If ever there's a time where we need that mystery unlocked, which is Christ within, amen, who we are in him, the time is now. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 16, 9 says, For a great, Paul saying, a great and effective door has opened to me. And there are many adversaries within the mix of these doors being opened. There are many adversaries. So God wants to strengthen us with mighty power and our spirit and our inner man that we be rooted and grounded in his love so that we're able to grasp and apprehend, amen, the love of God, that we stay rooted and anchored in his love, amen, in this hour. Bless the Lord. Founded securely. He wants our our foundation secure in him. So the spirit of wisdom and revelation is being poured out like never before and I will continue to speak it out over us because he's here and he's here to bring a word to unlock us as a church, as a people, as a family. He wants to unlock Christ, the anointed and his anointing on the inside of us. He wants to reveal to us who we are in him and all that we are in him, so that we would begin to be a rejoicing people. Amen? I'm going to ta- go, go back to where I was last week, and I'm going to take it a little further this week. And uh, hey, I just believe God's watching over his word to bring it to pass. Because it's not by our might, it's not by our trying, it's not by our power, but it's by his spirit. And he watches over his word to bring it to pass in our lives. All we need to do is yield to it and agree to it as Mary did. Be it unto me, Lord, according to your word. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, when Jesus spoke to his disciples, he said, I'm speaking to you. They were his followers. He said this to the disciples, not the multitude. Is there any followers in the house? But he said, I'm speaking to you right now that your joy may be full. Amen. And I believe God wants to fill our tanks this morning. Is that all right for me to say? He he wants us to be filled with his joy so that we begin to release the glory of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's just a start. Thank you, Jesus. Romans 15, 13, you know it well, but God said it's time to experience it. Can we get that up, please? Now may the God of hope 
fill you with all joy. Someone say all joy and peace in believing. You see, he speaks that faith would come forth and that you would be filled with joy. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. That's not just a little bit of hope, that's abounding in hope. That you may abound in hope, how? By the power of the Holy Spirit. That you may abound in hope, how? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, bless the Lord. You know, last week I highlighted salvation. Thanks, Josh, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Let's give it up for Josh. Thank you. Jesus, I'm, I want to get through this. He'll keep, me, he'll keep me prophesying all morning. But I'm hoping to get to some scriptures. Psalm 51. Last week we, were, we, we highlighted um, that salvation and celebration are partners. Amen? Salvation and celebration are partners. Psalm 51 verse 12. You know, I believe this is our prayer. This is what we want. Yeah? Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted and return to you. Let me read that in the Passion Translation. Let my passion for life be restored. What a great prayer. <laughs> Let my passion for life be restored, tasting joy in every breakthrough you bring to me. Tasting joy in every breakthrough you bring to me. Hold me close to you with a willing spirit that obeys whatever you say. There's such breakthrough in obedience. There's such breakthrough as we cooperate with the operation of the Holy Spirit. The simple acts of obedience bring forth our breakthrough and, and we think, wow, I thought that was going to be hard, but it was such a foolish thing to do. But in that came my breakthrough. He goes on to say, then I can show other guilty ones how loving and merciful you are. Hallelujah. That they, they find their way back home to you. Do you know, oh man, he wants us to find our way back to him. This is not us on the outside looking for others. It's, you know, there's a place in him that he's drawing us into that we have never experienced before. It's a place of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. Knowing that you will forgive them. Oh God, my saving God, deliver me fully from every sin, even the sin that brought blood guilt. Then my heart once again be thrilled to sing the passionate songs of joy and deliverance. Amen? That my heart would begin to sing... The passionate songs. Who could do with their passion turned up a bit? Oh, look, come on. There's about six of us that could do with our passion turned up a little bit. You know, I'm believing God's going to turn our passion up here this morning. Because he watches over his word to, to bring it to pass. And he wants to restore the joy of our salvation because that's the way the world are going to see that, hey... Wow, there's some saved people. 
Amen? Because we speak differently, we live differently, we go through stuff, but we, it, it, it's not meant to. Jesus said, Jesus, in the world you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. There we get some cheer, some joy again. I have, because why? I have overcome it for you, amplified. I have, de- I have deprived it of power over you. Amen? So that means whatever we're hearing out there that isn't in line with righteousness, peace and joy, he has deprived it of power over us. I'm speaking the truth to you this morning. And this truth will set you free from oppression and depression which has no right to be anywhere near you. Because under his wings you find your refuge. And under his wings there's a power that no foe can withstand, Psalm 91 tells us. Amen. Am I getting too excited for you? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Isaiah 12, verse 2, New King James. Behold, God is my salvation. Someone say, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength, my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy I will draw from the well, water from the wells of salvation. And in that day you will say, praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his deeds amongst the people, make mention that his name is exalted. He is the one I sing about. He's saying, he's the one I sing about. He is the one that I sing to. The Lord is my strength. He is my song. Church, it's time to start singing. It's time to start singing because he's about to fill your hearts with songs of deliverance. Amen. That was a song of deliverance we went in this morning. Unprepared, as you notice, the musicians were, they got it together real quick, but he led us in a song of deliverance. I tell you, when he leads us in a song of deliverance, you best jump in. You best jump in and sing because that breakthrough that you're waiting for that you think is so hard is right within that song of deliverance. Oh, come on. He uses the foolish things of this world to confound your wisdom. Hallelujah. Someone say he's putting a song in my heart. You see, I've moved from saying he will put a song in your heart. I've moved into the now which is that's what faith is, it's now. He is putting it in. He has put it in. He's put a song in your heart, a song of breakthrough, a song of deliverance. Amen? Hallelujah. He's placed a declaration in your heart. I do hope this is flowing. Ha ha. Ha, ha, ha. He's the one we sing. He's putting a song in our hearts to strengthen us with joy. The psalmist here is recognising something that's extremely important where he says, Lord, restore the joy of my salvation. He is actually recognising a very important thing. And what is that? He's lost it. To make that statement, he's, he's, making, he's assessing where he's at and he's saying, actually, I've, I've lost the joy of my salvation. No wonder I'm not showing sin as your way. There's a word right there. There's a word right there. 
<laughs> Maybe that's the key for the church in this hour. Maybe that's the key. That it's time that we ask the Lord to restore the joy of our salvation. Amen? So that we begin to show him, that we begin to show them his way. What is it? Righteousness. Peace. Joy. Why? How come you're full of peace? How come you're full of joy? Because I'm in the Holy Ghost. I said, I'm in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Last week we looked at, uh, into Luke and we saw um, two, uh, three sorry, stories of, of, of people that had lost something. And when they found it, joy and celebration broke forth. We saw the man who had lost one sheep. He had a hundred, but he found that sheep. And celebration and joy broke forth. We saw a woman who had lost a coin, but she found the coin. And joy and celebration again broke forth. We saw a father who had lost a son, known as the prodigal son. But he found him. And when he found him, joy and celebration broke forth. I believe we're... I believe we have entered into a time where joy and celebration is going to be breaking forth like never before because the prodigals are coming home. Anyone noticed it? I said the prodigals are returning. Amen? Amen? God's looking for them. You're not excited enough about that. Yeah? Or are you? Let's give it up for the prodigals who are returning. Amen? Hallelujah. There's prodigals. Sometimes our hearts are prodigals. Bless the Lord. But in each case, there was tremendous joy. So the thing I'm emphasizing today is that salvation and celebration go together. Salvation and joy belong together. Being made right with God should give us joy. We are right with God. You know, joy is a part of being saved. Bless the Lord, we need to wake up every morning and say, praise God, I'm saved. Amen? Praise God, I'm saved. What does that mean? I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm set free. I'm preserved. I'm protected. I'm in Him. I'm saved. You know, when you get the bad report, just rise up and say, I'm saved. Praise God, I'm saved. Amen? Glory to God. We see celebration time and time again. Joy on the part of angels, joy on the part of the church. There's always joy in God's heart, the Father's heart. There's always joy when there's reconciliation. There's always joy and celebration in salvation. Salvation and joy belong together. Hallelujah. 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 In Romans it says, you will establish yourself in righteousness and oppression shall be far from you. Whereas what's in the kingdom? Righteousness, peace and joy. Righteousness, peace and joy. You shall establish yourself in righteousness and oppression will be far from you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Revisit. Revisit 
Revisit when you were saved. Amen? Revisit the joy that come forth when you realize you've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom, the realm of God. The realm of God. The kingdom. The realm of God that he's calling us in to live out of. To live from that realm. To live in that realm and from that realm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Psalm 105, verse 43, and he brought forth his people with joy. How did he bring them forth? With joy. With joy. God wants to bring you forth out of and into with joy. You see, we don't come out of circumstances and into joy through whinging and complaining. God says, your words are stout against me. But when we stand and begin to rejoice God in the midst of it, he brings us out. Is anyone looking to get out of some circumstances right now? He says he brings you forth. He brings you out with joy. He brought the children of Israel out of Egypt with joy. Not with sadness, but with gladness. Turn to someone and say, it's time to get glad. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Psalm 2 verse 4 says, He who sits in the heaven laughs. The Lord has them in derision and supreme contempt. He mocks them. Who's that? The, he, he mocks the enemy. He sits in the heaven and he laughs. You know why? Because his laughter puts him on the run. His laughter puts them on the run. Hallelujah. See, he sees the end at the beginning. He sees your enemy defeated. He sees you standing in the victory. It's time to start laughing, church. It's time to get into that joy that's on the inside of you and begin to release it over your circumstances. Amen? Hallelujah. Hey, glory to God. It's time to start laughing at your circumstances. <laughs> you know, we've always got first responders. Every congregation has first responders. And how we need them. How we need the first responders. Amen? <laughs> yes, we do. It's not going to get out of hand here, is it, today? You know, I say that. When I was preparing this morning, I thought, oh, Lord, you know, we've got stuff to do here today. And this, I hope it's not going to get out of hand, is it? It may get out of hand. I'm warning you, it may get out of hand because there's a well that's been dug in this house. There's wells that have been dug over many, many years in this house. And I'm telling you, it may get out of hand here today. I'm just warning you um, that it could get out of hand. Mm -hmm. Turn to someone and say, that's okay. Amen. 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 Turn to somebody else and say, as a matter of fact, it'll probably be a bit of fun, you know. It might be good. It's all, you know. Glory to God. You know, it was interesting I called, when I called um, Nerida on New Year's morning. She said, Kim, I woke up laughing this morning. I said, wow, you know, like that's so good. She woke up laughing. I said she woke up laughing. 
New Year's Day, she woke up laughing. God says it's time to wake up and start laughing. God says it's time to start, wake up and start laughing at your enemy. Every time he throws it to you, laugh back at him. Why? Because my God has saved me. He has delivered me. He has set me free. My God is true to his word. Amen. It's time to enter into all that he has for us. Amen. Awaken joy. Hallelujah. 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 That's an opportunity for you to praise the Lord. Get an agreement and just praise the Lord. Amen. Let me find something here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Lord said to me, this is me personally, but I know he says it for all of us. Amen. I'll share it with you. He said, Kim, joy is a part of your arsenal. So I looked up Arsenal. <laughs> As you do. I know it always means a little bit more than I can comprehend. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he said, Arsenal means, I, read, I looked it up, the dictionary says, Arsenal means a collection of weapons and military equipment. I love it when he talks to me that way because he gives me words most often I don't know what the word truly means. And when I find out that God's speaking to me, <laughs> it's awesome. <sighs> Another facet. It's warfare. Amen? Time to laugh at our enemies. I went ahead of myself before Romans four seventeen. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace and joy. He's saying the kingdom realm of God. This is the kingdom realm of God, righteousness. And when you step into it, I'm telling you, nothing will be impossible for you. Because you begin to think differently. You begin to, to laugh at what the world cries about. And that laughing is a part, that joy is a part of your arsenal, your military equipment. Oh, glory to God. Righteousness. Righteousness through the blood of Jesus. You've been made the righteousness of God. Peace. That means that you don't go about doing life with anxiety and fear and concern or being fretful. Joy. There's not a lot spoken about in joy, about joy in the Holy Ghost, um, but we can see here its significance. It's very, very important. Amen? Because if he restores the joy of our salvation, which we're asking him to do, which he is doing even right now, sinners are going to be shown how to live. They're going to be shown the life that God has for them. Amen? By the way you do life. Glory to God. It's supernatural joy. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians tells us that the fruit, one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. And the Amplified Version says it's a fruit which his presence within us accomplishes in our life. Supernatural joy. The ability to laugh in the face of adversity. If we go in here, he's in here and joy will come forth. Sorrow will not come forth. If you go to 
in here, if you go to where he is, which is on the inside of you, the joy of the Lord, which is a fruit that his presence has accomplished in your life, will break forth. Amen? Hallelujah. The scripture tells us that in his presence is fullness of joy. Get into his presence. How do I do that? I begin to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I begin to make melody with all my heart to God. Hallelujah. And I be being filled. I continue to be filled daily, be filled with the Holy Spirit. For the door of effective utterance is being opened to the church and there are many adversaries which will try to come against that. But when you stay in him, you're continually rejoicing in the Lord. Paul said, rejoice in the Lord. And then he said, again, I say rejoice. Someone say, well, I was rejoicing. I have rejoiced and nothing is happening. Listen, hey, you don't know what's happening in the heavenlies when you begin to obey the word of God. When we begin to just enter in and begin to rejoice in him, trusting that he is and he is who he says that he is and he will do what he says he will do. Faith in him and not in our own faith, but faith in his word and his ability to accomplish what he's saying. Holy Spirit. He comes to shake off unbelief. He comes to give us an experience of him and what it's like to be a person of the kingdom of God, to be a child of God. Amen? I do hope this is hanging together for you. It's hanging together for me, okay. (sighs) The Holy Spirit is always full of joy. We see in Nehemiah 8 verse 10, the scripture says, The joy of the Lord is my strength. The Lord is the strength of my life. I tell you, when you're walking in the spirit realm, you can, you can, in the realm of the kingdom of God, you, you, you'll have days you think, I seriously do not know how, or weeks or months even, I do not know how I actually did what I did. I don't know how I fitted in what I am fitting in. I, I, I don't know how I was able to, 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 to get all that done. Find a busy person in the kingdom of God and they're always, they'll be there to put their hand up. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Supernatural strength. And I'm not saying don't have a holiday. I remember saying to the Lord once, I need a holiday. What I was saying is I need some peace. I need to get out of here. And he said, Kim, you need to learn. You're going to have to learn how to walk in my peace because the days are just going to get busier. Amen? Holiday's good, but don't go on a holiday because you're looking for peace. Walk in peace every day of your life. Walk in joy every day of your life. Walk in the revelation of your righteousness before God every day of your life. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. David said, I will be anointed with fresh oil. 
So apparently we need to be continually filled with the joy of the, the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I tell you, when that happens, there will be a demonstration of strength. There will be a demonstration of joy. Yeah? There will, you know, his joy will actually change your countenance. That's a really good thing. You ever go shopping or anything and look at someone and smile and they don't smile back? And you think, that's really weird. Like, how can you possibly smile at someone and they don't smile back at you? You know, but, you know, there's something the world's got nothing to smile about. But, hey, it's really sad when you smile at a Christian and they don't smile back at you. Because you've got something to smile about. Amen? I said, you got... <laughs> you got... You Jesus, come that you would have life and have it abundantly, that you would enjoy it to the full until it overflows, that you would enjoy it. John 10, 10, that you would enjoy it, that you would enter into the joy of life. Hallelujah. Acts 3, 19 tells us that times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. That means that the Holy Spirit is being poured out in this generation and in every generation. The Holy Spirit's being poured out upon our children. The Holy Spirit is being poured out upon our children's children. We are being refreshed with joy. Psalm 16:11 says, "Your presence is his presence is fullness of joy." Right now, he is here. Right now he is here. And the atmosphere is charged with joy. If he is here, if his presence is here, then the atmosphere is charged with joy, not sorrow, not depression, not oppression, but joy. It just takes a mind shift. It just takes a mind shift. Amen? Because joy has been released into, into, in, in, into the place because he inhabits the praises of his people. And if we engage, we shift the atmosphere. You see, if you engage with what's on the inside, if you engage with joy, joy will shift the atmosphere around your life. Joy will bring strength into your life. Oh, hallelujah. Is anyone getting anything out of this? Praise God. Praise God. In his presence is fullness of joy. And he's on the inside of you, so you're full of it. Turn to someone and say, you're full of it. Oh, I've been longing to say that to some people. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you know what happens? The anointing gets stronger when you respond. When you respond to what I'm saying here today, when you start to lean in, the anointing gets stronger. He's talking about joy this morning. The more you lean in, the greater you respond. The says, shut down soul, shut up soul, and just respond to the word of the Lord. Amen? Because the more you respond, the more you participate. You see, we are co-heirs together. Yeah, the more we participate, the more we cooperate with the operation of the Spirit, the more the increase comes. What you celebrate will accelerate. Amen. Someone say, I need more joy. Oh, hallelujah. I need supernatural joy. 
You know, you can be looking around you right now and think, I've got nothing much to be joyous about. Well, you need supernatural joy. So you need to be responding to this Word, leaning into this Word and partaking of what this Word has given you an invitation to enter into. And he's saying, enter into the joy of the Lord. Come on, yeah, enter into the joy of the Lord. And I see he just wants to lift you up out of that stuff and place you right where he wants you to be. And that is in that place of joy unspeakable and full of glory. You want to experience the glory of God, then start getting happy. Jesus said, I speak to you that your joy may be full. If he's not speaking to you, then you're not in his word enough. How can get a slap from mama today? Get into the word of God. You can't be reading the word of God and be an unhappy chappy. Because his word brings joy to you. Amen. Holy Spirit, help me. I'm going to finish up soon. I think my watch is my watch. No, it's not. Hey, look at that. Wow, I feel like so much has been fitted in. Isn't that good? I can stay now. Uh-huh. 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 Things can shift here right now today. Your circumstances might not change, but it can shift Amen. It can shift. Its effect on you, your circumstances effect on you can shift and change today. Today, right now. Right now. Right now. C.S. Lewis said, joy is the serious business of heaven. Where there's joy, God is seriously at move, moving. He's moving. When we're filled with joy, when we are rejoicing in the Lord, you know what? We can look quite foolish. Have you noticed that? Have you ever felt foolish when God's moved in your life? Now, Pastor Jim, I remember. (laughs) Pastor Jim, has everyone met Pastor Jim? Yeah? I remember a story you told me once. And that was, he was at a meeting, and I hope I get this right, but I'll get the, the key thing right. And he was moved by the Holy Spirit to go up and do a somersault. <laughs> the Holy Spirit told him to. You know, it's an interesting thing. When the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, You don't really want to do it. You know, some people love and are very good at somersaults. But I don't think Pastor Jim had practiced somersaults. (laughs) But he obeyed the Holy Spirit. I don't know whether he knew or experienced or what had broke through at that time. But we don't know what breaks through in the Spirit when we're... We're obedient to God. And sometimes we can look really foolish. Someone says, well, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, oh my goodness me, don't tell me to do a somersault, Lord. Oh, no way would I do a somersault. 
oh, there's no way. Oh, please don't. He wouldn't because I've got a dress on. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. But, you know, he may tell you to get out of your comfort zone, but within that, you know what? He doesn't want you comfortable where you are. He wants you to shift into where he wants you to be. Amen? I believe he wants us all to be first responders. I can't tell you the amount of times that people have come up to me after the after the the meeting and said, you know, I really, you know, when when the worshippers, it might be as simple as this, I just really wanted to move forward. I just really wanted to step out of my seat. You know, there's people that are just even trapped and just even, they don't want to lift their hands. They find it hard to lift their hands to God. Yeah? But there's a breaking forth that takes place when we obey the witness of the Spirit. Yeah? There's a breaking out of jail. Yeah? There's a breaking out of captivity when we obey the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He does. Now, Paul said, I don't want your faith to rest in the wisdom of God, uh, wisdom of men, but I want it to rest in the power of God. In Ephesians 5, 18, I, I spoke, this is a New Living Translation. He says, don't be drunk with wine. Yeah? Because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord with all your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Church, start singing. Someone says, how do I do it? Just start singing. But, but he wants to hear psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. He wants us singing to him, not the world. Amen? Because he does want to surround us with songs of deliverance. You know, so... <laughs> You know, someone can say, and I, I just heard that then, so I'm going to say it. Someone would say, well, I like drinking and I like getting drunk because it makes me happy. Well, you need to know that's a counterfeit. Amen. It's a counterfeit joy. And I, you know, in thinking that, you know, like we gifted a lot of our grandsons and daughters with Crocs this year. They all had white crocs. Standing in circles, we've got pictures of white crocs. They even wore their white crocs hunting. Oh, yes, hunting. Camping. A camping we will go. A camping we will go. And they all wore white crocs. And I said, what are you wearing white crocs for? They said, well, they're, they're, they're fine, Nana. They, they'll wash, but they wanted crocs. They didn't want a fake imitation. They wanted the real thing. Amen? Does anyone want the real thing? We don't want a false happiness. We don't want a false joy. He says, don't get drunk with wine. It's going to ruin your life. Here, I'm going to put it out there. It's going to ruin your life. Who said it's going to ruin your life when you get drunk? 
God says it's going to ruin your life. Because when it, you get drunk, you're going to make some bad choices. Amen? When you're drunk, you make bad choices. And the jails are full of people who made one bad choice. I don't know why I come out with that. wasn't planning to, but just a bit of mama love coming out there, right there, right there, right then. Amen? He says, go for the real thing. Go for the real crocs, whatever. Go for the real thing. Amen? It's going to fill you with a song that will set you free, not take you into captivity. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I'm going to finish up with Acts 16. Verse 25. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing Hutu hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, I love that, suddenly, get ready for the suddenlies. Get ready for the suddenlies. Your breakthrough, church, start laughing. Your breakthrough is closer than you think. That's a word the Lord gave me last week. He said, your breakthrough is closer than you think. Start laughing. I said, your breakthrough. Who wants that word? Why don't you stand up and just let me speak it over you? Come on. Who's waiting for a breakthrough? Come on. Well, you know what God's saying? Start laughing. Start laughing because your breakthrough is closer than you think. Oh, hallelujah. I said, your breakthrough... Your breakthrough is closer than you think. Why don't you put your arms up? Your breakthrough is closer than you think. You all shouldn't want a breakthrough in some area of your life. You're not believing God for enough if you don't need a breakthrough in an area. Your breakthrough is closer than you think. Start laughing, church. Go on, just by faith, start laughing. Your breakthrough, your breakthrough is closer than you think. Hallelujah. Come on now. Your breakthrough is closer than you think. Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Don't worry about what your soul's saying. Say, Lord, soul, bless the Lord right now. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. That's what Paul and Silas did. And, and, and Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. What did they do when it was midnight hour? They gave praises to God and they sang to God. And everything that was keeping them captive shook. And guess what? When they were giving praise and thanks to God, hey, the jailer got saved. Church, as you start praising God and you're filled with the joy of the Lord, Oh, someone needs to run. Who told you to run? God told you to run. Who wants to run? Someone just got told by God to run. You need to run and you need to run now. Glory to God. Where are you, runner? Where are, where are the runners? Where are the runners? Oh, hallelujah. Where are the runners? Where are the runners? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Everyone's waiting for the Holy Spirit to move. But the Holy Spirit says, will you move? Will you move? Will you move? Your breakthrough is closer than you think. I said your breakthrough is closer than you think. Bless the Lord. 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 Someone bless the Lord with me. Bless the Lord. Come on. Get bold, get free. Bless the Lord. Get loud indeed. Get loud, even get loud. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. 
Come on, you, you enter into the realm of the possible. I said, you enter into it. Don't wait for God to put you into it. You enter into it. You enter into it. Oh, glory to God. Someone give him glory. Someone give him praise. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free. I've been delivered. I've been delivered by the hand of the Lord. Come on. Holy ones. Holy ones.